Welcome back to Girls in the Fast Lane. You may notice if you're watching us on YouTube and when you start listening that we have uh, someone a little different with me today. We have our British correspondent, Liv Laugh Lids, oh. is back. Oh, I'm back. Yay. I know, I'm so pumped to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Emma had to step out this week. Uh, she has a... Yes. And I have filled in. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, this episode is probably going to be the most chaotic yet. <laughs> oh. Well, my entire life is just chaos. That chaos is my new normal. So, probably. I think we should change it to, like, live, laugh, chaos lids. Yeah. 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 Queen of chaos. I am. It might as well just be my name at this point because someone commented on my video the other day like, this is so chaotic. And I was like, no, this is normal. <laughs> this is my, this is me being normal. This is not chaos. Yeah, yeah. Normal is like such a subjective term. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so a few announcements to begin our episode, which is a little bit boring, but um, we've had a bit of a change of management. So you may have noticed that we haven't released an episode in about a month. Uh, that's because as we're going through our change of management, we decided not to post anything until that was all sorted and that it was all good. So now that's all sorted and done, uh, the episodes will be released next week sometime. Uh, and they'll be, they'll be uploaded, in, in, uploaded in order, but this episode is most likely to come out first, which means that if you look, us, look at us on Spotify, this episode will come out before the rest, but the rest will still be in order of like the sequence that they should have been released in and we also have a very very special two-part f1 tony interview coming out we had a great long chat with her getting into fans need to how can we be more inclusive as a fan base and how can we be more inclusive in the sport for women and yeah we talked about so many things it was so great she's such a legend i'm so excited to listen to that she is yeah and like it was really interesting like yeah it was so interesting because it was like oh like this is my like uh, we spoke really in depth about um w series and if it's doing more harm than good mm. and yeah it was really interesting to hear like a few different perspectives on like that because i was kind of like i yeah. think yeah i think it is maybe doing a bit dam- a bit of damage but um but it's also doing good so it's such a hard yeah hard one I'm so excited to listen to that. It's going to be so good. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. We're going to try and do uh, some more collaborations with some more creators over the next few months. So that should be good. Uh, but last week we raced at Spa. I know that Spa it is, is one of your favourites. It is. I've got a print of it on my wall. And it didn't rain. And it's the one track I would allow it to rain and I'd be happy. Yeah. And it didn't. And I was... I was slightly sad that it didn't rain because I like chaos. <laughs> it would have just, you know, created a bit more spice. The beginning of the race, really, it was setting a tone. Right. And I was like, here we go. We don't even need rain. It's going to do what it does without the rain. And then it kind of curtailed and I was a little bit upset. But, you know, there we, it happened. Yeah, honestly, I thought there would have been a bit more rain because I remember looking at the forecast being like, oh, shit, there's rain for Friday, Saturday. But race day is fine. So I was like, oh, a wet quality could just like shake things up. Like I was I was yeah. here for it. We love a shaken up grid. I do. I really do love it. And honestly, 
I mean, we'll get into it, but uh, I really just, I really need Daniel Ricciardo to pull a win, just to pull a win from somewhere right now. Oh, he is. I can feel it. It's going to happen. It is. It will. I have like blind confidence. I just go into it saying like, yeah, it's going to happen. I don't care how. I don't care why. But it will. I mean, Monza is next week. I don't. Don't. <laughs> I feel like we don't even need to go down that rabbit hole because I could spend about three hours just talking about Monza. <laughs> oh, I love Monza. Honestly, I think that Monza was such a huge pinnacle point in the season last year. Like, so much happened and it was, oh, I just, I love Monza so much, but I'm so worried about next week. <laughs> I'm just, I go in with positivity. If I just go in with the positivity, then hopefully that will follow. Yeah. That's that's how I see it. I keep looking at my print of Monza and I just look at it with so much love. I just it's just gonna be a good weekend. And every single race this year that has begun with M has been chaotic. So What that is a new stat that I've an official Live Laugh Lid stat that I've heard. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing that started in whatever the first one was, Miami. Melbourne. Melbourne and would have been Miami the first one. was fucking Oh, okay, fine. Melbourne was weird. I remember it just being nuts. Like everyone was just, I don't know if everyone was just releasing pent up like winter break energy or whatever it was, but it was crazy. And then Miami was fucking crazy. And then Monaco was fucking crazy because it just rained and it was weird. And then I thought, no, no. I was like, don't, we're going to get into Monza and it's just going to be, I don't know. I'm hoping but this trend continues. I have high hopes for it. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Speaking of our Monza winner from 2021, Daniel Ricciardo, I honestly am getting sick of mentioning his name. I'm so, like, I, I'm yeah. such a huge fan. I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing it. And that's coming from me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, oh, oh yeah, it glitched a little bit, but that's all right. I can still hear. <laughs> yeah. Um. He officially came out and stated last week that he'll be leaving McLaren at the end of the season. Uh, which, and I mean, in his statement, he used the term mutual agreement. But in his Sky Sports interview, he made it very clear that McLaren offered him an IndyCar seat and that it was. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair to you, I actually, I drafted a tweet last night that maybe I should post just like while we're live, like doing this, that says, hold on, how do I get my drafts up? Not like that, apparently. <laughs> um, it says, I need to speak my truth, part two. IndyCar is my favourite form of motorsport. Whoa. That's it. I know. Should I tweet yeah, it? Yeah, you should. I just, I want to see everyone oh. going to Meltdown. Oh, I've. I've done it now. No turning back. Yeah, I just, there you go. So, I mean, if he had have gone to IndyCar, I wouldn't have been that upset. Yeah. However, I just, oh, this whole thing has made me sad. So, I'm not going to lie. I've only, like, watched a little, like, parts of IndyCar races. I haven't watched a lot of it. But next se- next year, next season, I'm going to, like, start from the start like I did with F1 and just, like, yes. commit to the whole thing. You have to. And, like, Pato's already my favourite. Honestly, I've had... I've had people like asking me like how do I get into it and I just like just watch it because it's it is really different to F1 in terms of 
everything. Yeah. Like, everything is just different about it. It's so much more chilled. Like, the media guys just go up to them and they don't care. They just stand there and they talk to them. Like, it's so. it just has so much more of a chilled vibe. The whole event itself is different. Like, it's more about speed than, you know, everything else. And I just love it. I think it's great. And it they are unhinged on their social medias. Yeah. So, like, I just think, imagine if they did a Drive to Survive, but for IndyCar, it would be crazy. It would be so good because they are already unhinged themselves. They don't care anyway. So imagine what they'd say live on TV. Yeah, I think that it's... Actually, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And you know what? I actually, I think I'm going to get into more motorsport. Because, like, at the moment, it's just F1 for me. But next year, I want to make sure, because I'm going to see a W Series race when I go to Singapore. So, I want to watch W Series Mm. from the start. I also want to watch Formula E because their cooldown room is fucking epic. I always watch the clips from that. Yeah, I've I've dipped in and out of Formula E this year, but I think I packed too much on to myself. Like, I was introduced myself to IndyCar, F2, F3, W C and everything. And I thought I, I, I kind of lost sight of Formula E a little bit, but I'll, I'll get her back next year. Yeah, I'm also really keen to see an F2 and F3 race, which I think... I th- they're so good. I think good. they're racing in Singapore, so I might get, them to, might get to see them there, or I'll see them at, when they come to the OzGP next year. So, yeah. They're, honestly, they're, some of those races are sometimes better than the actual F1 races because I don't know what it is. They're just... They're just really good. Yeah. McLaren make a bit of fool of themselves in IndyCar too, right? With all the people that they sign, don't sign. and uh, Yeah, that's kind of what started it all off. And I thought, yeah, of course it's the team that I've decided to back. Like, obviously, because wherever I go, chaos follows me. So, like, obviously it's my team. I don't really know what's happening with all of that over there at the moment. Um it was kind of a big deal and now it's seemingly less of a big deal so i don't yeah i don't know what's going on but they they caused a fuss over there as well as in f1 so are we surprised no well i mean i feel like there's been a lot of mclaren bashing going around and there's also been and look mm-hmm. i understand to a degree it's shitty but at the same time like i think we have to accept that it is a business decision as shitty as it is mm. and that also what was I going to say? Also, like they, it's come out now officially because I mean this is being recorded literally before FP three on a Saturday, so yeah, it's come out. It came out last night that McLaren did nothing wrong by signing him. That it was after the Alpine uh, contract end date. Though in saying that, it also came out that it was like five a week before Daniel Ricciardo posted his. Big yeah. statement saying that he's committed yeah. to McLaren. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's just such a weird one because I, I've been so conflicted in, like, what I want to say or what I want to do. Because a lot of people come to me for a reaction and I'm like, I don't know what reaction you want me to give because I'm trying to digest this at the same time as everyone else is trying to digest this. I put my support behind this team so i'm not just gonna leave this like backing i've bought their freaking merch you know i've put my money and time into this but then at the same time people are like yeah but like someone tweeted something about like rethinking their mental health partnership because all of this just doesn't scream you know 
championing mental health and all this stuff and I'm like I know it's just so difficult being a Daniel Ricardo fan right now it is it's very yeah, hard I also wore my Daniel Ricardo shirt in uh sympathy for you I see this it's beautiful <laughs> uh but I think that the other thing is is like it's literally called the Piranha Club. Like F1 is nicknamed the Piranha Club because everyone just sees each other alive. And it's like Daniel's fucked teams over before and it's it's probably why the reason why Alpine don't are going for Pierre Gasly because they're like, oh, he's just going to... Sh- Which I think is going to be such an interesting pair if that ends up being a pair. That. I'm so excited to see that play out. Not that they... I've heard they don't get on, but that's not why I'm excited. I just think they're both, I feel like, in the same car. That could be quite a rivalry. Yeah. Just in terms of a bit like driving ability. Like I think they're both pretty decent midfield drivers. Like I think that could be that could get a little bit spicy. I think that it could be more than spicy. I think that it's gonna be I think that it's I think at the start they'll be like, Yeah, we're besties, like we're good all good, like it's all mm. fine, like that's water under the bridge, that happened years ago. But I think that it's gonna turn nasty quite well i think the minute it turns into a track rivalry that off track bitterness may come back i don't know yeah and it's like who do you favor in that situation because it's like for example everyone thought that like that daniel was going to be favored in the number one driver but as soon as lando was outperforming him they were like i switched to lando so i would find it really interesting like alpine gonna favor sd bestie because he's been there longer are they gonna favor our french king teams will favor i think they will favor whoever is the fastest i think that that that's how what they will base it on i don't think there'll be any loyalty in terms of length of time uh raced with them i think they're just they're out for blood they i think whoever's fastest whoever brings the most money (laughs) like yeah is probably it to be fair yeah and that would probably be pierre to be fair i mean like Stick liked by Pierre Gasly on some Alpine shirts. Put it on the side of the car, just on the side pod. They'll be flying. Yeah. Our photo dump king. I think that Alpine, if they do sign Pierre, is really smart because Pierre is so marketable to like the young demographic that F1 has now. And two young drivers at one team. Like everyone at the moment is not really like huge fans of Alpine because of Fernando and the comments he's come out and said about you know the younger demographic so no one's going to really be rooting mm. for them but if they change that then I think that I think they're going to have a big boost in merch sales I think Al- yeah, Alpine could be like a new actual followed team I feel like not. there's not really many people that are like I'm an Alpine fan but I feel like you never know stick Pierre in that seat and people may become Alpine fans I think the two of them, I mean, I like the two of them. I think they're, they're, they're nice. They seem like nice guys. Maybe I'd be an Alpine fan. Who knows? <laughs> Just bin McLaren. The toothpaste car. No, I can't. I can't bin the papaya team. They have a lot of, like, um, winning back of trust, I think, to do. It's not going to be easy. Um, and if they need someone to repair damages in terms of mental health sector... Uh, publicly, I will put my name into the ring for that. I think I'm perfect candidate to try and uh, repair some bridges oh, with the old fan base. But um, yeah, I'm just very intrigued to see Oscar and Lando as a pair. Yeah, I think that Oscar 
is going to have to adapt quick and step up quick because look, and I mean, who was it? Jensen Button said yesterday or the day before and even last weekend that whoever fills the seat next to Lando like has big shoes to fill because Lando has literally destroyed mm. Daniel's career in two seasons. And I was like, mm, yeah. that is such a like... I said on Instagram when this announcement was made yesterday, I was like, I hope he's worth it. Because imagine he goes in there. I don't want him to be terrible. I don't I don't want this yeah. for him. But like imagine he goes in there and it's just not great. They will look like like a laughing stock. And I know you shouldn't I mean like it's his first season, whatever, but if he's not like out the blocks, fantastic. Everyone is gonna be like, that was the worst decision they've ever made. Like that boy is gonna have so much pressure on his shoulders. I cannot even imagine what he's gonna feel like come first race next year. So, fun little fact, Oscar is actually one of my good friend's cousins. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. Family connections. And um, I, like, messaged her when it all was going down last week, being like, hey, just so you know, like, big fan of your cousin, major fan. And I was like, look, uh, I just I don't know if this is the best start in Formula One for him. And I also don't know that how Australia is going to receive him I mean, at the OzGP, people lost their minds. Like, as an F2 driver, he had the biggest reception out of some of the drivers. Like, no one spoke to Yuki, but everyone was, like, hounding Oscar. So, like, <laughs> poor you. the whole of the OzGP next year is going to be literally Oscar versus Daniel. Like, that is all the Australians are going to care about. Like, and there are going to be diehard Daniel fans yeah. and diehard Oscar fans. And it's going to be an interesting, an interesting few days there, that's for sure. I was really up for having another Aussie on the grid. I feel like an honorary Australian. Oh, you definitely are. I've crowned and that. I was so excited. Thank you. I was so excited when the Alpine announcement originally came out. I was like, wow, we're going to have two. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And now um, we've replaced an Australian for an Australian. And I, I just think it's kind of funny because Mr. Zach likes to go on about how much he, he wants to break America. Oh my god, America, like the USA, and he's signed an Australian for an Australian. And the previous Australian was so beloved by the Americans. I find it I find it really funny. I think that Oscar is I mean, I don't I don't know what he was like in F2, but like the way he portrays himself at the moment, and I guess he has to, is quite serious. So I don't know how people are gonna be receptive to that because all the big favourites like Max, Lando, Daniel like are all very yeah. funny and all very personable people. Like they're not super serious. I mean, I've I didn't watch him when he was in the other series either. So I've only kind of got to know him, let's yeah. just say, through like this year and but I've gone back and I've watched some of the Prima videos that he he's in. And he still is in some of those I'd say he is funny. Like he does have his little sense of humour. But he does compared to someone like say Arthur Leclerc when you put them in a video together Arthur's personality is so much bigger and so outshining like Oscar might just be a more reserved character that's cool but I think when you're up against Lando and in a team where they're producing so much content like they're a very content driven team I don't know what that's gonna don't know how that's gonna be I don't know I just get very weird vibes from this whole situation and when I get weird vibes 
yeah. I'm usually not wrong. You're also so, our psychic, uh, our psychic yeah. <laughs> correspondent. I think we'll just say, you know, only time will tell. We'll only know next year, but I'm getting weird vibes from this. Yeah, I think that it's... Date that on the record. Date that on the really record. I also think that, like, he's also one of the quickest to come up through the categories, right? Like, he went from f4 to f2 in three he years won f3. like that's insane yeah. As, and like he was rookie each year and every single time he won like so yeah. people are gonna put this pressure on him to do so well in f1 and to be up there and almost fighting for a championship and it's like babes you're in your rookie year look i ha- do not envy you. well yeah they i think he was gonna have this pressure wherever he was sat on the grid like whatever car he was sat in just because of this like he just had a blinding rookie you know, F3 and F2, but now there's been so much drama, I think it's going to be even more. It's going to be like 10 times bigger. Yeah, I can't remember the driver's name, but there was a driver that did a... Not, I mean, Oscar's the first person to do it, but um, there was a driver that was an F2 champion that went into F1 and never never got into the top 10. And, like, I can't remember his name. He was on the first season of this, Drive to Survive. Go straight over my um, and he got let go. Yeah. Oh, is it? Maybe I should know that. He then. just like never, like he never really won anything or got a podium, and he got let go. And I think he's a reserve driver now. But yeah, he was just, and I'm just, I worry that like, <laughs> I'm worried that Oscar is going to get to F1 and like just almost choke. So let's hope he doesn't, because I need, I'm here for an Australian. I hope he doesn't. I really. I'm hope here he for doesn't. an Australian world champion for sure. But. I'm just so in- I'm just so intrigued. Like I don't want to wish this year mm. away, but I am very excited for next year already. But I, I I don't want this year to end because we are potentially losing two two. Well, we are losing one of my favorite people, but we're potentially maybe losing a second. I don't even want to jinx don't it. Don't do that to me, Liz, because I've, I've kind just of come to peace on. with him not being on the grid next year. I I've I've come to terms with with Danny potentially not being on the grid next year. I came to terms with this when the Oscar Alpine announcement came out. I said to him, I sat myself down and I was like, look, if he's leaving McLaren, it's fine. If he leaves F1, it's okay. And I've I've kind of come, I, I'm at peace with it. So if it happens, I don't even think I'll, I'll cry. I will. I don't, I don't think, I think he will. I mean, he wants to be in a car that's competitive, right? That's what he's come out and said. Exactly. But I don't think that, I think he's going to end up in a Williams or a Haas or like, I just don't oh, think he'd go there. I don't want him to go there, quite frankly. Like I just <laughs> I don't want to see my daddy in a Williams. Not to be offensive to Williams. He deserves but, like, to be in a it's just not I the really I was thinking uh I was with friends last night and I was like talking about that imagine that Red Bull hadn't announced Checo so early. Like imagine they found out Daniel was a free agent. Like would they have taken mm. Daniel back? And like the fact that they're talking about him replacing <sighs> Pierre at AlphaTauri, I'm like Oh, like that's kind of like you're going back to Red Bull. Imagine him and Yuki as imagine him and Yuki as teammates. <laughs> Honestly, I'm here for that. I am so here for that. I think that would be such an interesting pair. I think it would be the best. Honestly, I'm trying to fit, we'll figure out if they'd if I think they'd get on. I think that would be a really interesting pair. I think Yuki would have no idea what Daniel is saying. I think yeah. he would be like, "What?" Yeah. what? And I feel like they would eat a lot together. Like I just feel like the whole thing would be. They could do. They could have their own like um, food show. I'm here for that. I just want. I just want my daddy to be happy. I don't 
don't know. I just want him to be happy. And if happiness is doing nothing and sitting by himself on a farm singing country music, that's fine by me. I just, I want that smile to be a really happy, fulfilled smile. Yeah, and I think that, like, there's been a couple drivers, like K-Mag, SD Bestie, um... Alex Alwan that have all had a year off and then come back and done way better than they did. This is true. Yeah. This is so true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So like some drivers take the year wow. off. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he just needs a, a, just a sabbatical for a little bit. Regroup, reset. Go and live on a farm for a year and then come back and race the shit out of a car. Yeah, because honestly, like, yeah, I think it's done those three drivers the world of good. And that they've, like, literally, it's changed who they are as people and their priorities. Mm. So I think that it, it could do him some good because I think that he has never had a break. And he has had some really bad luck. Like, the last year at Red Bull. Yeah, and he's been going for, like... A ridiculous amount of years. Yeah. It's like 11 years he's been on the grid yeah. or something. Like, I think he can take a year out just to chill for a little bit. Yeah, have a holiday, babes. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. We can go to a hoedown. I'll teach him TikTok. <laughs> he will love it. Oh, I mean, he, he not that he came out and said that he hated it or anything. I'm convinced that if you gave if you actually showed him what actual fun tiktok is not because a lot of people just still think it's just people dancing i think if you actually showed him i actually think he'd enjoy it i i don't think he'd actively post but i think he would then say okay i find it funny so i think that i don't know if you saw next time i find the clip i'll send it to you um but there was a clip that came out like a few months before he said i hate tiktok there was a clip that came where he was like doing, he was like dancing and like being an idiot. And he's like, oh, TikTok th- does bad things to me. And I was like, oh, like I knew that you're a TikTok fan. And he, then he came out later and said that he didn't like I'm it. I'm telling you, he would love it. And I think he's just boycotting it. And I think that's rude. And I think if anyone's going to prove to him <laughs> that it's great, it can be me. Yeah, honestly, the queen of F1 TikTok is here to prove a point. Oh, stop it. I, I think I could. I am still convinced as well that me and him in a room together would be really funny. I think we'd be it, it would be a comedy duo. So when when I was talking to F1 Tony, I said to her, I think that I should be allowed in the media pen. So I just think you need to come. When they, when I get my permission to be in the media pen, I'll just take you with me. And we would just bring wreak me havoc. And just it's almost like you know when you put little kids on a rain, like on rains, like so they don't it would be like you just unleashing me from that and just going go and then i'd just be like right okay now what am i meant to do yeah i think that like i that's the shit i want to see like i'm so sick of watching interviews being like how was your race well obviously it was shit like i finished after right. one lap like when they asked Lewis hamilton i was like oh right well like like obviously they have to do these really serious how's the car what's it but but we get bored of those right i think we need an integer that's why i started my chaotic questions series that i kind of left after two drivers but i'm gonna bring back because i've got another one on the brain mm-hmm. um 
But everyone loved them because everyone was like, these are the questions we want asked. And I'm like, yes, I know. Hence why I'm asking them. I don't care sometimes. I mean, I care some of the time, you know, about the cars and what the cars are doing. But sometimes I just want to know what their favourite flavours of ice cream are and, you know, all this stuff. I sometimes we just need a little bit of fun yeah you know? and honestly like i just want to know what they eat when they go out for dinner in each country like, that's all i want to know like <laughs> tell me what you've exactly. been eating exactly lando i'm convinced it's important questions i'm really. convinced lando just eats like nuggets and chips like i feel like he's that type of kid oh, i would love to spend a day with lando just to see him existing <laughs> in a day just a normal day i i'd actually like to do it with each of them like I don't even mean like a day on track. I just mean a regular day. Just follow them around with a camera and just hang out with them for a day and just see what they are like in the real world just existing. Because there's a I think it must be in Drive to Survive, there's a clip of Carlos going into a Marks and Spencer's yes. Yes. here in the UK. And I just And he's like, Where's the El Paso? Where's the Where's the fajita there. season? Yeah. I'd want to be there in that moment with him just wandering around the Marks and Spencers. I want to take him to fucking, you know, like Alstairs and Tesco's and just wander around with them and just be like, wow, just watching what they ha- existing in a supermarket. I find I, I, I think about this a lot and I would love to I would love to do that. So if someone wants to um, set up a TV show with me just following around drivers, feel free. I'm down. I'd ask some great questions. So when I was uh, when I was a chef, the chef I worked for was a celebrity chef, and I like when we we used to just do like my favorite thing to do, like because we were also friends. Um, my favorite thing to do was like go get our nails done together. We'd always go get pedicures together, and like we would just go for a walk down like um, this place in Sydney called Newtown, which is like really kind of like hip and young, and like it was just so much fun. Like we would always just do random, random shit. And then you'd have like someone that would be like, Oh my God, can I get your signature? And you're like, Oh, you you forgot like the, who they are for a second because you'd be just doing like the most mundane shit. Like I remember we went into the bank and someone was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, can I get a selfie? And she's like, yeah, can I just like (laughs) go to the ATM? Can I please just go to the bank? But yeah, I'm I'm here for that because it's so much fun. Like imagine I mean, like, I don't live in a particularly interesting area and I'd love to bring someone, like, someone just round to my ends and just see them walk down my high street and just be like, this is so funny. Like, because they're just places you wouldn't expect. Take them to the cinema. But they don't go to the cinema very often. That doesn't seem like a place an F1 driver goes. But I would love to go there with them and just be like, look, this is you in a cinema. What is this like for you? Make them go see Lightyear. <laughs> That's Lightyear. So... I'm just hoping that, you know, someone from someone that can produce some cool TV shows or something is listening. And um I'm your girl. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. I think in advance. We'll do like we'll have a reality show where we just make them do the most mundane shit. Like I would love to see Lando try and cook because I mean I used to watch his streams like a couple years ago where he used to try and cook on his streams and he'd just burn the shit out of everything and like fucking break shit. <laughs> He's got to be the kind of guy that would just, he probably orders everything in, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that what his nutritionist does? Like, literally, like, orders him. Oh, yeah, probably. Or he's either orders in or has someone do it for him. I don't think he do- is doing a lot of cooking. No. Bless him. Maybe I could teach him. If McLaren really do want to hire me to repair damages, that could be one of our little um pieces of content. L squared 
do cooking. Yes. Bring that in. And I have to teach Lando to cook. I, it, it would be great. Turn him into a vegetarian? I don't think that would go down very well because I, I can't see him eating a lot of vegetables. He doesn't scream yeah. at, at me as someone that likes vegetables. And so if you take away chicken, I think he'd Yeah, cry. I definitely picture him as like that little kid that like eats nuggets and chips like and doesn't eat vegetables. He He reminds me of my sibling. I think him and my brother are very alike <laughs> in the food department. And I do think if you banned him from eating meat, the world is blown up. Like, that is, like, Do you think he thinks pepper is spicy? Like, do you reckon he's that level of... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that maybe, having spent time with Carlos, his spice palette may have, like... True. ...upped itself a little bit. But, I don't know. Who knows? Bless yeah, him. speaking of Lando, he was one of our drivers at the back of the grid on the weekend at Spa. We had quite a few drivers at the back of the grid. We had It was like Penalty City, to be fair. They were just like handing them out for fun. It was like funsies. It was like, oh, you get a penalty, you get a penalty, you get a penalty. Yeah, I think it was Lando, Nori Norris, Charles, Maxi, Joe, Yuki... Valtteri, Esti Besti, and that's it. And then Pierre and Yuki were in the pit oh, lane. Oh, Pierre. Yeah, Pierre was in the pit lane because of electrical issues. Yeah, it was just... I was watching Quali actually out. I was at a cricket game and I was watching it and I was still like, well, I don't really know what's going to go on when this is done because this is still not the order. I'm having to sit there and like work it out and I'm counting and my mum's going, what are you counting for? And I'm going, P1, P2, P... Like down the order trying to work out who's got penalties and not got penalties. It was all... It was all... It was all just jumbled. But it was it was fun. I did enjoy yeah. that. Having a jumble. Max up. literally did one running qualifying for Q3, right? Like he just... <laughs> He went out once and then yeah. just went back in. And he still was on pole. I was like, I'm done now. Fair play to him. So brilliant. Fair play. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really watch a lot of the practices in the last weekend. I was really tired last week. <laughs> and sometimes being an Australian fan. I did. but I did, but I, I couldn't tell you what happened. I watched the practices and I never know what's... I just watch them. They're just kind of there. Existing. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm not too fast if we, I miss the start of FP3. <laughs> I feel like I've missed all the feature races this morning, all the sprint races, the F2 oh, things. Oh, right. I just didn't want to go. Yeah. What time do they start for you? Um, It depends on the day. I can't really even remember what days today is. Today's Saturday. Okay, so F2 today is 4, 4 p.m., but F3 was at 9.25, so I've just missed that really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was ten. Was it ten a.m. when we started? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's seven. It was seven p.m. for me. I remember when I was recording with F1 Tony. That was like the first time that I was like, "Oh shit!" Like time differences because we were recording. Uh, we were recording our time Monday morning, but it was still Sunday where she was, and I was like, "What is going on?" Oh, this world is. Crazy. We come from the future. <laughs> Yeah, I am in the future. Whoa. I'm no, I'm in the future. You're, you're in my past. You? Yeah, seven PM Saturday oh, for me. Or okay. quarter to eight Saturday. At night. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've already been at work and come home. You. You're so far ahead. Yeah. 
you want to just predict who's going to win now then? Because you're that far ahead. Yeah, that's know. it. I already know. I already... <laughs> <laughs> I have had... My predictions are going to be interesting this weekend, I think. Um, I, have no I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. So we'll We will see. We'll go back to spa qualifying. I mean, it was good. It was good. Uh, Alex pulled out an astonishing lap to get into Q3, which means... Albono was on Which fire. means every single driver has been in Q3 this season. He may have left the Red Bull family, but he had Red Bull that day. I'm telling you, there was something in his car. <laughs> they didn't put petrol in it. And it was Red Bull. Oh, no. I don't think there was petrol in Max's car either. I think it was just pure yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. For sure. Honestly, I don't think that... Albono, the legend. Max is in a league of his own at the moment, and it's... It's like everyone's like oh it's getting boring and it's like you watched Hamilton dominate for 10 years like let's just watch let's yeah. give Verstappen another season he, you, we're witnessing greatness live like you have to appreciate that in 10 years time we'll be looking back on this year like how fucking good was stop he? it you're giving me goosebumps <laughs> right so sometimes you do have to just sit there you may not be a Max fan uh, who cares? You do have to just appreciate that we are witnessing someone. Like last week was just that was epic, and you do have to just sit there and think, okay, fair play to you, mate, because that was yeah, good. Yeah, and it's just like he just gets out of the car and doesn't look stressed and like smiling and no, he's just, no, he's, just like, he's like yeah, not I even sweating just for like a couple hours. Nah, he's just chilling. Yeah, and I'm like. If I was to do that, I would come out looking like I'm about to have a heart attack. Like, I would be so stressed. Well, I'm not being funny. I haven't driven a car for years at this point. And so getting down the end of my street, I'd be profusely sweating. So so no. I'm hearing that um, when I come to England next year, that we're going to go karting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not. Absolutely. I've done it once and I was about 13. And I don't think I'd ever do it again. The stress of it, the thought of it. If you could see Lids's face right now. I'm, I'm, it's just, no, it's horrifying. I'm a person that doesn't really enjoy fun things. Um, meaning I don't particularly like bowling. I don't like ice skating. Like if you, if you said to me, let's go roller skating, I would smack <laughs> you. Like this, just, that's not my idea of fun. I don't find that very enjoyable. Bowling, maybe I'd give you, but like things like ice skating and roller skating, no, that's just that's not yeah. my idea of fun. Karting seems like an idea of horror yeah. for me because I don't even like being in a vehicle, let alone actually driving a small vehicle around a track. That's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun for me. I'd rather sit here and um, knit, which is something I don't do, but I'd rather sit here and do that than go karting. Fair, fair play, fair play. I'm going to be honest, I hate fucking yeah. bowling too, and like, I'm very fragile, like I fall over and I break a bone, so I have to be, <laughs> I can't, I can't do extreme <laughs> activities. We're a great pair then, because I wouldn't want to do anything, we just sit in the sun all day and like drink a Yeah, yeah, with our sunglasses and big hats. Though yeah, I'm con- fine, I've convinced fine. myself that I'm going to drive an F3 car when I come to England next year. So, I mean, that's is probably the extent of like my... Can I come and Yeah, watch? for sure. I need someone to I need okay. someone to record my screaming as like I drive the, past. I'll be content. I'll be like a content creator hype woman. Yeah. But I'm not getting in the car. I've actually had nightmares 
and I will say nightmares because this I don't it is kind of a dream but it's also kind of a nightmare I've had let's call them dreams just because I do think it would be slightly enjoyable but I've had dreams where I've been invited to do a hot lap with like Danny or someone and but that is my idea of horror slash enjoyment but I have had dreams where I have been invited to do that and ask them questions at the same time and and that is like an idea of slight hell because getting in a car scares the living daylights out of me for various See, reasons and so it would be a whole experience i do think it would make for good would, viewing yeah. to be fair but <sighs> i think that we would uh i think we'd make a great pair so i would get in the car and then you'd be on the walkie talkie on the radio asking the questions oh yeah i could be like your, your race yeah. engineer yeah shouting yeah. at you break not that the race engineer tells them to break but you it's know. totally fine we I don't really know we can make do. it whatever we want it to make it, you know? Exactly. Uh, going into spa race now that we keep getting off topic, getting back on topic. No, Sorry. I love it. Don't. Uh, <laughs> Max started 14th on the grid and he'd never started 14th on the new grid. But he came to win it. So, I mean. It, it really didn't. I think we could have stuck him at the back. I still think he yeah. would have won. I actually see, I saw no way, unless his car miraculously broke down in the middle of the race, that I just didn't see any way of him losing that race. I, I knew he was going to win that. And he was, I mean, I was sat here watching it. And I remember, like, obviously, I do my little live comms things. And I think I even said, like, how is Max already P, I don't know what he was, but he was within the top 10. Yeah, within, like, in like yeah. two laps or something and then he was top five within Seven. about yeah. three or four and i was like who are you where have you what are you doing it was wild that first of all no cars were where they qualified qualified sorry like at no. all That's that bad. is insane so and then just watching everyone climb around and like try and get out of their positions and McLaren's strategy fucking sucked. They <laughs> Oh, don't even start me. McLaren borrowed Ferrari's strategist. I think my in my head they were sharing like <laughs> so in my head I can see them running. I don't know where they are on the pit walls. Like I don't know if they're next to each other or whatever. But in my head there's like a few teams in between them and there was like strategists just running back and forth between the two teams. That's how it was going in my so in my it's... brain. Because that's the only way that it was fathomable that that was the what so it's spa they're actually like i'm pretty sure it's all upstairs all the engineers are upstairs so like you know how you see like the garages right. i'm pretty sure they're all upstairs kind of similar not the pit walls upstairs for monaco but like kind of like monaco where it's upstairs but it's like all the engineers well, that makes it even better because that means they would have had to run up and down stairs and through some doors and that's why there was terrible strategy because there was a delay in strategists actually being there with the headset on ready You've to heard go. it here first, folks. You've heard it here first. That's what I'm telling myself anyway. <laughs> uh, Martin Brundle's grid walk. I'm jumping back to the start of the race now. But my walk was just too much. Like him yelling at Esteban was just like. Was that, was this the grid walk where he had a pair of glasses? Yes. And he was like, whose glasses are these, right? I'm just yes. trying to get my days in the right order here. Esteban. Esteban. <laughs> I think you should put me on the grid. Honestly. Imagine me doing a grid walk. I would love it. We would, I would, I, we have what? Your styling inspiration from F1. You would be dressed immaculately. And 
I won't. Also, I mean, what have you been training for? You go for hot girl paddy quarks every day. So maybe we should change it to hot girl grid walks. Exactly. Grid walks. Yeah. I'm ready for this. I was born for this. Someone actually commented, like, on my video the other day, uh, when are Sky Sports going to give Lydia her own show? And I was like, look, I'm just waiting. I'm like, I could be a new Ted. If Ted wants to retire, I'm ready and raring to go. Lydia's notebook. Sorry, I mean, Em says the same thing quite often, but I'm just going to say, if you do become Lydia's notebook, I would like to be a cameraman that just runs, like, chaotically and gets in trouble for filming shit that we're not supposed to film. So I feel like oh, that we I could make... even know. We could tag team this. Yeah. Definitely. Just imagine. Imagine. You've got these, like, like I don't want to call them old men, but, like, you've got these, like, <laughs> old, old men. men on the grid doing their little walkie-talkies. Imagine me, little old me, running around causing havoc. Yeah, and you know what the best thing is? Is, like, you befriend and, like, you befriend everyone and make everyone feel so loved. So you would just be like, Maxi Babes, Aww. Babes, Maxi Babes. What are you, Thanks. like, what's going on here? And you, and just like get yourself in trouble. Well, the thing is, I probably wouldn't, I'd have to have the producer in my ear asking me to ask normal questions that aren't like, you know, after the race, would you prefer to have a slice of cake or a cookie? Because I would just go off on a tangent on weirdness. I'd have to have someone in my ear going like, you need to ask about tyre degradation. And I'd be like, how do you think the tyre degradation is going to be here today? And I'll just nod and go, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, do you want a sausage roll or a meat pie? <laughs> oh my God, imagine, sorry, we're going back to a previous That's statement, so but imagine me like taking them to Greg's and like having a conversation over a Greg sausage roll. Yeah, so do you know how, oh fuck, what's her name? Like chicken shop date. Yes. <laughs> But like F1 style. Yes. Oh. But make it Greg's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be... Watch this space. One day I'll have my own show. Okay, guys? Promise. <laughs> um, where are we up to? Oh, first know. lap incidents. Never, never oh, fail yeah. us at Spa. Never fail. It got me excited. I thought, wow, this is what the rest of the race is going to be like. And then it wasn't. I'm going to be honest. I was really... The incident between Alonso and Hamilton reminded me of Monza, of Max yeah, and Hamilton. A little, little bit, a little bit. But the... Do you know how Lewis came down and like smacked the tarmac with the car? Mm. That was 45 Gs of force. Like, <laughs> Bloody hell. that's the same. I mean, it's only five Gs off Max Verstappen's crash in Silverstone last year. Right. That's wild. Like, that's, I would not be able to race after that. Yeah, and, and apparently he didn't go to the medical center. Yeah, he got a fine. So, Drip, what are you doing? Protect yourself, please. You're a sir. <laughs> I need you thoroughly checked over. You can't just not be going to the medical center. All right. So if you're listening to this, please look after yourself. Okay. The, th you. the thing I want to know is what's happened to the medical car last year? If they had to retire the car, the medical car would come and pick them up. This year, <laughs> the medical know. car drivers are just like, gone. They seem like they're just napping. They don't really seem like they actually want to be there on the job. Um, it, it doesn't seem like a lot of people want to help in any way. 
see, you know how you want to be Ted Kravitz? I could be the medical car driver. Could you? You could be the medical car driver. And then they could have a camera and I could be talking to them, being like, I could interview them on the way back or just like make them laugh on the way back. I feel like you'd have to, it would have to be quite nice. You'd have to try and make, well, I don't even know if they'd even talk to you. I just imagine them getting into the car. I just feel like that is pure pent up testosterone, like male energy. They will not be happy when they have to go into those cars, will they? Yeah, but I'll just be like, do you want a nice lolly? (laughs) Imagine. Well, that would be so funny. I've got snacks. What are you thinking? I've got popcorn. I've got chips. I've got... <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. But also at the same time, I think the Lance now is the only driver to complete every single race after is Hamilton he? retired. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone, oh, wow. I posted this on TikTok. I mean, Strongly I posted. Poly. Yeah. What a legend. And people got in the comments and were like, and M posted it as well. And it, they, people got into her comments, especially being like, well, he didn't finish Baku, but he had finished 90% of the race. So it's counted as a race finish. Oh. So yeah, he's the only driver to finish wow. every single Bloody race. Hell. I bet his dad's well pleased, pleased with him. I hope he gets his pocket money <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh, don't. I just had this, <laughs> I had this vision of Lawrence being like, you earned this son, giving him oh, yeah. giving okay. him a fiver. Oh, a fiver? I was thinking probably like fucking five grand. It's probably like, there you go. Here's your allowance for the week. I He's actually someone I would really love to get to know better. Lawrence Stroll? No, Old Lance. Lance. Stroll. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Either or. I would love to take them to Greg's. Pair of them. Come to Greg's with me. We'll sit down with a sausage roll. I'll have a vegan one. And... I just like to talk to them like normal human beings yeah. that aren't like Lawrence Stroll, Lance Stroll. Because I just find them fascinating characters. But I imagine behind the scenes, like, they've got to be kind of chilled. I'd just love to spend a day with them. Yeah, I think that I think that Lance gets a lot of hate. Like a lot of hate for no yeah, reason. Yeah, but like for what? Like for no reason. Just because his dad owns a team, right? So, yeah, well, okay, I see that. But like... I don't know him very well. I feel like I literally, I, I know so many of them pretty well, I feel like, like yeah. from an outside perspective. I just don't feel like I know anything about Lance. Poor Lance. But I also think that we don't know a lot about him because of how much hate he gets. Like, I wouldn't want to be yeah. in the media either if like 90% of the community, F1 community hated me either. Like, I wouldn't want to bother. He seems just quite a, a more shyer character, doesn't he? Yeah. And this is a good conversation to have with M because M is such a big fan of him. Like that's her favorite driver. Um, yeah, she loves him, which I find really fascinating because I'm kind of like, like I don't have any hate towards him. Like I'm not upset that he's a paid driver or that he's got a place on the grid. Like he has, he has one, or he's got three podiums in the pole position or something yeah. like that. So he deserves to be there. But I also like, yeah, like you said, I don't have that emotional connection that I do with like the other drivers where I'm like, oh, I actually yeah. feel like I know you or understand you. Yeah. I feel like maybe justice for Lance. Maybe I need to do like a whole Lance inspired TikTok series. Yeah. Bring it on. Maybe he would be my first guest on my TV show where I spend a day with him going around supermarkets. Could you imagine? I think we need to get to know the man. You need to take him to you need to take him to Mark and Spencer though. You can't you can't take him to Tesco. I actually would love to put him in like an Aldi or a Lidl, just something that's not 
upmarket, like a really cheap supermarket. Yeah, true. I think that's a stark contrast to his life. Like, I feel like he'd be comfortable in Marks and Spencers and Waitrose. Um, but I think I'd need to take him to Lidl. So, I have a question about Aldi. <laughs> yeah, hit me. So, in Australia, we have, like, Aldi special buys where they just, like, sell tents and, like, random shit. They all sell, like, one week they'll send, sell tents and camping gear and then the next week they'll st- sell stuff to fix oh, the yeah, car. Oh, yeah, the middle aisle. Yeah, do you guys have that too? Yeah. Okay, good, good. I just wanted to make sure that was, like, a global thing and not just a... But, like, imagine taking Lance Stroll to an Aldi and making him rummage through that middle aisle. It's a bargain, Lance. It's a bargain. Like, uh, it would be good. It would be great TV. Great TV. I'm just going to park that. That will happen at some point in my life. Um, I will go to Aldi with Lance Stroll. Yeah. I'm, Do the weekly shop. I'm manifesting it for you, babe. I'm manifesting it Thank for you. Uh, going back to Lance, did, where did he end up finishing? I don't even have that written down. I have no idea. He finished. We know that much. Uh, if you're not, if you're not Max winning, and I think Carlos got on the podium. I uh, was it Checo as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Checo and then Carlos because Carlos looked really unhappy to be there. Yeah, and I think, darling, you've got a podium. Can you please be happy for yourself? Just let's have a smile because the rest of the grid would have loved to be on that step. Yeah, like so. Let's just I have... put never smile on your face. Exactly right. I want. I'm very much for Charles for the. I want Charles to win the world championship. Not that. Look, the chances of that happening is slim, but there's still a chance. So I will believe yeah. that he is going to be able to do it. Uh, how do you feel about the brake duct situation where the tear offs, like the car, the helmet tear offs? I found that really funny, but not funny as in like I didn't. I wasn't laughing at him like, "Oh, that's hilarious." But I just did think. I just did find the whole situation like. When he said there's something in my break, I was like, oh dear, like what's gonna happen now? Obviously it didn't affect him too much, thank God. But well I did when when after the race when it was found out that it was Max's, I did that did it was kinda of funny. I did I did I did have a little chuckle. It was like a, like throwing a banana in <laughs> in Mario Kart, you yeah. know? Uh, I think the the what I think they need to come up with a better way to dispose of them like they need to be kept in the car i mean like I think. what are the odds of like going into charles's car of anyone's it could have i mean max was so far ahead i don't know how many cars ahead he was two. like that could have gone in there was like a cars in between them that it could have gone in their vehicle but it happened to go into charles vehicle and i think that is really funny that's the universe just looking down and going <laughs> oh my god so true but i also think the it broke a sensor on Charles's car, right? So they, that's why he ended up speeding in the pit lane because the sensor was broken. So then he got a five-second penalty, Just so it screwed him up even more. Drive to survive are going to eat that up. That that whole brake thing, the, the tear-off is going to be a whole dramatic plot line. Yeah. I can see it now. Honestly, drive to survive is going to get a lot of Danny. We're going to get a lot of Danny content the next drive to survive. We're going to get so much Danny content. Yeah, and I'm not even excited for it. I'm not. It's sad. I hope he gets a seat, and then I feel like if he gets a seat, then it's like vindicated. But uh, I think we'll also. I I could, maybe I'll boycott it. <laughs> no, you won't. I won't. No, I won't. you won't. I definitely won't. It was Pierre's hundredth Grand Prix at Spa. He went from yeah. pit lane to points. He ended up finishing Legend. ninth, which honestly. Legend. 
he had there was a couple of articles in the start of the year that came out that was kind of slamming him for being not doing as well as Yuki. And I'm like, bring it home, bring it home, show him what you're made of. Yeah, yeah, justice for Pierre. I love Pierre. On on the Instagrams, I don't feel like I call it much him this much on TikTok, but it's an inside joke with me and my Instagram people that I call him Mister Live Laugh Lids. Um, so I do have a lot of love for Pierre in this camp. Yeah. So I was really proud of him. Yeah, I think that I think that Pierre is. I would love to see Pierre in the Red Bull now. Like I know I'm happy for Checker oh. to be there, but I would love to see Pierre in the Red Bull now because I think that he's ready. Like I think that he's matured, and then I think that he. I think, I think he would kill it. I think he's got his mojo now. Yeah. He knows where he's at. For sure, I think that it was. It would more... be very interesting. Yeah. I think so too. I think that he was like, I think that they just kept throwing rookies into a red ball, which was just wrong. They just, it was like, who can we get to just be a satisfying second seat that's just not going to lose us points and things, but that can just do the job to help Max be better. And it was yeah. just an experiment of who, like, it was just like, right, we'll try you now. If you fail, we've got another one. If you fail, we've got another one. And it was just like a never-ending cycle of random people just being thrown into the seat to try and be Max's right-hand man. Yeah. Which, I mean, and that's why everyone's getting upset at McLaren and throwing hate at McLaren, but like Red Bull have literally done the same thing. So. Yeah. I think the difference is Red Bull are winners <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like they're kind of allowed <laughs> well <laughs> no I get I that mean, they're in a better position t- they're in a better position in the standings to like to warrant the pressure I guess yeah 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 for sure but moving they've on- been at the top for a, a long time I feel like you know is what it is yeah it's it's interesting, like, did you didn't watch all of last season, did you? You watched some of it. No, some of it, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, like, even last season there were races where they just were not on it and they just were not doing great. And kind of almost like Ferrari where they would make silly mistakes and yeah. different things. Whereas this year it's just, like, they're the new Mercedes, which I find everything's, so... Everything's clicking for them this year. Oh, for sure. And I also find that really interesting because... Audi are going to be mm. coming into the into the game in 2026 and they were quoted to say rings are the new stars taking a jab at Mercedes <laughs> and it was like guys I think I'm gonna be I think I'm gonna be an Audi fan um just put out there I feel like why not support the random new team on the grid I already love them yeah. if they're already coming in making little digs I already love them already a fan so excited to see that I, I really, I'm, I want another team on the grid. I'm ready for a bit more, like, spice, I think, you know? Are they working with Alfa Romeo, though? Are they just coming as an engine manufacturer? I don't know what's happened. I don't know. I don't think I we can have... team on the grid. You can have up to 24 cars on an F1 grid. So we could have another two teams, technically. So I just... Yeah. We just need some more Come people on. to get some more money. Danny Rick, start your own team. Put yourself in the seat. I'll chip in, like, £2 that I've got. We'll just start a new team. Take all the the sales of his merch, start a new team. Rick Nation, the team. I'll be team principal. Danny can be in the car. Sorted. I don't care who the other driver is. Who could, I'll who be the other driver. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll put you in the seats. <laughs> get Ash in there. Oh, could you? What would your know? driver number be? That would be. It'd, pro- it'd have to be twenty-four. Because my favorite number is four, because I'm born on the twenty fourth of the fourth, nineteen ninety four. But Lando's oh, got four, course, and yeah. then Hamilton's got forty four. So yeah, it'd have to be twenty four. Twenty four. Nice. Next to Alex. Yeah. In the number order. Yeah. Besties. Sure. Oh, imagine me as a team principal. <laughs> you know what? I think I would love to see you on. The- Could you imagine? Could you imagine you with the pit on the pit wall? Like when they're like, oh, we're just going to cut to Lids, the team principal of Rick Nation. Uh, I'm on the pit wall. And Lids. they'd be asking me really serious questions. And I'd be like, look, I'm not the person you need to be asking these questions to. You know what I would? I would take like a Zach Brown role, have a team principal that actually knows what they're doing. And I'd take the... the um, yeah. I'd be the boss. Yeah. Cool in the shots. But, like, I'd actually employ someone that knows what they're doing. I think that's smart. Yeah. That's what the boss does. Think smart, not hard. Yeah, that's it. You don't, you don't want to crack a sweat. You don't want to chip those beautiful nails of yours. No, exactly. I just want to sit there, look pretty, and have a winning team. I would Because I would base the whole entire car around Danny, obviously. So, you know Could who you? I would love to see in F1? And I just think he's getting looked over right now because he's not part of any kind of um, team affiliation. Felipe Drogovic. He's an F2 driver. He's really bloody good. He's probably going to win the championship this year. But he's not in any team. Like, he's not affiliated with any team. No team have taken him as their, like, young driver. And he's so good. Yeah. Anyway, that's a conversation for another time. I've just got in my head, sorry. I've just got in my head that you, on the pit wall, being like, on the radio to like Daniel being like, uh, excuse me, Daniel. Um, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, I know you're clearly quite busy right now, but I just need to know, like, what do you think that you're going to eat after the race? Yeah. Can I come? Should we get dinner? Yeah. Should we do I drinks? Just... Like, I know that you have only come 10th, but I, to me, that's first. So we're going to go celebrate. Oh, yeah. Winner. Got a trophy waiting for you back in the garage. Well done, babes. <laughs> Uh, garage or garage garage who could I put who's a Rick Nation well I mean George Russell George Russell really loves he he, he would be a contender for my second seat Russell I know Mercedes love him I'd pay good money for George Russell in that second seat honestly I don't think you would need to I don't think you'd need to I think you'd just be like teammates with Danny and you'd be like yeah signed up yeah, but I don't think Mercedes would be very happy about me uh, stealing him away, especially to-, to their new competitors. Toto is actually the loveliest person I've ever met, so I think he'd be fine. I really would. I just sweet talk him. I, that's why I'd be a great boss. I'm great at arguing and negotiations. You stick me in any room, I'm winning. So I'd be able to go in there and just be like, oh, look, Toto, bestie, come on. And you'd be like, look, I'll find a replacement. Yeah, I'd find a really good replacement. He can have like Felipe or someone. Put them in the Mercedes. Have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Rick Nation Formula One team. Well, unfortunately, Rick Nation won't be at Zanford this weekend. But Danny Rick will be at Zanford this weekend. And from practice last night, he was looking pretty good. 
don't can we not tempt me with a good time because yesterday i was watching it and i was like what the actual fuck is happening i actually was sat there like what p4 p5 what's a p4 p5 i don't even think i've heard that recently so i was like i don't want to get too ahead of myself but i'm really excited for the orange cars this weekend yeah, so I'm going to get into some fun facts about Zanfort. Zanfort, we got, got 72 laps of Zanfort this weekend. The track is only 4.2 kilometres per lap, which is, she's a shorty. She's not the shortest, but she is a shorty. Uh, last last year, Zanfort returned to the calendar after being absent for 36 years, which is absolutely insane. Lewis Hamilton. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, they did. I did not know that. Um, Lewis holds the current record at one minute and 11 seconds. Uh, all the F1 drivers think it's really quick. The banking makes it look like a roller coaster. To be honest, I get motion sickness watching this race. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, um, like a cycling track. Yeah. The way it's angles. I was looking at yesterday, like that would be kind of fun to ride a bike around there. <laughs> yeah, there's 14 corners two DRS zones which I don't even know where they are because the whole thing just seems like a big fucking corner (laughs) (laughs) just one big corner yeah I think that I I would be so keen to go I would love to go to Zanvor the two that I would love to go to are Zanvor and Monza because I think Zanvor would be such a vibe with all the Max fans and then Monza would be such a vibe with all the Ferrari fans the only way I would be able to go to Zandvoort is if I was in the paddock because I would get so overwhelmed by crazy Max fans. Yeah, I get I get overwhelmed in crowds anyway, so I don't think any of them would be particularly good if I wasn't in the paddock. But I think I would have to be somewhere secluded. Yeah. Um, just so I can see the vibes, but maybe not be in them because I think <laughs> I would actually have a panic attack. So yeah. uh, it's nice to watch. I just don't think I'd want to be involved. Yeah, which is totally fair enough. I don't know. I wonder if the I wonder if any Grand Prix have like the sensory friendly zones. I know that F one in the OzGP they do like sensory friendly parts. Um, but I wonder oh, if all like of them that. do that. Well, if they don't, they need to get me on the board of that. Yeah, it's it's important because it there's a lot of people that like I'd love to go to a Grand Prix, but I. I can't justify spending that much money to go to something where I know I would be overwhelmed. Like I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. So it, it it's like it's like a whole thing. Like if if I knew that there was something like that there, then I'd be fine. I'd be oh my gosh. Yeah, I think that it's law here in Australia that you have to have sensory friendly zones at events. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. good. Um, because I know they did like a sensory, like a sensory friendly pit lane walk where they like had all the lights down and. Um, oh. the lights only were on in the garages. It was like, like I saw videos from, it looked quite stunning. Um, but we love that. Yeah. And they had like, yeah. And like there was some, yeah, it would, I think it would be really great for people that, you know, that get really overwhelmed by noises and lights and sound and me. So prediction lids put practice on so we can have live updates of what's happening while I'm here. Yes. <laughs> Nothing interesting is happening. Max is Max is fast. I've got Lando Norris on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Who do you think is going to win this weekend? I don't know. This is the podium that I... Yes, well, now that Max and the Ferraris have been quick in FP2 and FP3, I'm not disappointed, because I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but I was hoping it was going to be like a a George Russell, Carlos, Lando podium in any particular order. That's what I want this weekend. I don't care out of the three of them who wins that, but... You say George Russell, Carlos, and who? Lando. You know what? I'm fe- I, I, I'm I feel like it could that. happen. I'm not going to lie. I literally have been... Lando's looking super quick. He just did a lap. Oh, he might be doing long runs at the moment, actually. But he did a lap. He was doing laps yesterday, and he was fucking quick. Just so quick. And everyone has kept saying this weekend, the McLarens are fast. They're going to go well this weekend. And I'm like, are they? I hope so. It's a high down... So- Sorry. No, go for it. It's a high downforce track, which means that the Mercedes, any Mercedes powered car will do well. So Mercedes, McLaren, Williams. I just, yeah. I would, I would love to say it would be Danny on the podium. I would. But I think if one of them's going to get there, it's probably going to be Lando and... I really want him to. I'm, I want him to. So I'm rooting for him this week. I'm really struggling to choose. Because I, I honestly think that Lando and Russell will be up there too. Yeah. Uh, but I'm unsure who's going to be a top step. I'm tossing up between Max and Charles. Charles looked really good yesterday. Mm. Um. But also, like, we didn't have any comparative times because Max, you know, yeah, had his issues, his gearbox issues. Did have his issues. And if those issues continue, who knows what's going to happen. To be honest, I'm surprised that the, the, <laughs> that the whole circuit didn't leave when, <laughs> when he stopped <laughs> on the, his, like, third lap. I just, I don't mind if a Max or Charles wins this race if it means that next week we'll have our surprise winner. Because we're due one, and I I kind of don't want it to happen here because I want it to be at Monza because Monza is where magic happens. I think that Monza is like magical in general, so I think that yeah, I think that it's going to, I think it's definitely going to be an interesting one. I think that it's I think I don't recall every single Monza race has always been a random winner, so I don't think it's going to happen here. I think it will happen. Next week. Next week. Honestly, I think that it's probably going to be either... I really feel like it's going to be Max, even though I hope it's Charles. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I kind of like... I've noticed that I I love an underdog, so I don't want to ever root for people that are even... I love Charles, and I do love Max. Yeah. Love them both. But I never want to root for someone that's winning. I don't know why. I just love the underdog, so I always want to choose someone that's... I honestly not up there fighting for a championship. I honestly think you're Australian. I really do because Australians are all about the underdog. Like we cannot like if someone's winning, like we will not, like we will not go for them for the sole fact that they're winning, which is so fucking petty. Like, Even it if it's your favorite, yeah, it ends in heartbreak because you know your favorite is then probably gonna lose every freaking week if you're not yeah. <laughs> rooting for the top. But. I don't know. There's just something about the underdog. I just, I love it. So I will never, I don't, 
even though I my predictions would probably be like, you know, Max Rochelle's probably going to be up there. I will never yeah. say that because I always have faith in my underdogs. In Grussell, I'm telling you, Grussell's winning a race this year. I'm I'm really rooting for him. <gasps> he is. Would you be happy if he won Monza? Oh, I'd be ecstatic. He is my number one contender to win next week at Monza. I think because we've, like, or Lando, I'd, I'd give it to Lando, but I just think, like, Grassle would be an insane Monza winner. And then that's four years in a row that I've had a, oh, a brilliant winner at Monza. I would die. It would be the best winner of Monza. I could ask I love for. that. He is currently sitting at, in top position to take over from Seb in my personal podium at the end of the year. So interesting interesting yeah. yeah i just i love grussell everyone knows i love grussell so if he it is kind of rude he's he's teetering in that p4 lydia position right now he's very consistent as we know and consistency is key and i think it should be rewarded with us with a position in my in my top three I agree. I also just want to say how refreshing it is to talk to like somebody else that like loves 99% of the grid like I do. Because I literally, I I, I adore them all. Like I could not, if for someone, like I, I have favorites for sure. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't like choosing. I feel so guilty when I choose a favorite. Like I hate it. Oh, no. I mean, we all know who <clears throat> my favorite is. And I'm not yeah. guilty about my favorite being my favorite. Yeah. I'm also not guilty about having a top three, but but my whole personal midfield, like there's no back of the grid for me. They're all jumbled up in there in the midfield, and you never know who's gonna. But but George is always there consistently in the top five in my brain. Yeah. So when our dear Seb departs us, I think unless something dramatic happens where Pierre wins like the next load of races, Grussell's looking likely to take over. And if Russell won a well, championship next year, what would you do? Losing my mind. Did you see the theory that somebody came up with? Where it was like, oh, history's what? repeating itself. It was like, oh, fuck. I really hope this TikTok pops back up for me and I'll send it to you. It's like about, it was a TikTok being like, uh, so many years of Red Bull, of Mercedes dominance uh, changed by changed by one like by, by someone else and then it was like okay then mclaren will win a championship and then it'll be mercedes dominance again well and it'll be george yeah and i was like that's you, you're saying to me that we're gonna have one more year of i think they were saying that it was like one more max championship then a ferrari championship then a mclaren championship and then mercedes championships i was like if that's for the next five years i, I am definitely going to have gray hair by the age of 30 yeah. like <laughs> Well, but if he does win, I mean, I convinced myself after the first like five races where he was just consistently in the top five every week, I was like, he's winning the championship this year. I can, I literally convinced I myself. I know. I, I remember watching your TikTok about it. I was like, he's going to win because if they keep crashing out and thinking, but if he's always in that top five, I was like, he's going to win. I literally, I convinced myself. I don't think I'm so convinced anymore. But I was. I was really rooting for him. Charles is only off five tenths off for Stefan. Oh, <coughs> I just looked over and I got a chinky, cheeky wink from Nick DeVries. Hey, I just got the cheeky wink too. <laughs> I wish he got, I hope he gets a C next year. I could see him at Williams. That'd be nice. I like Nick DeVries. He seems like a nice character. 
Yeah, he does. Well, I don't. He's actually not like he's old, but in terms of being a rookie in F one, he is a lot older than like what they what they are these days. So it would be interesting because I watch, think he's like twenty six or something. Watch yourself. He's the same age as me. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I didn't say he was old, but in F one <laughs> years, I mean, I was having this conversation with my mum yesterday. Yeah, about. So I don't know who it was. And then mum said, well, Lewis Hamilton then is ancient. I went, mum, he's like, he really is ancient. He's like, like pensioner years. It, like if we're talking, I mean, Fernando Alonso is actually the pensioner of the grid if we're talking about it. <laughs> but like in F1 years, they start them young. Yeah, they really do. But you know what? I'd love an old rookie to come in. I'd love like old rookie to come in and just shake things up. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be. So yeah, Nick... I I wouldn't mind seeing an well it'd be an it'd be a Nicky for a Nicky. It would be if he did go in at Williams. Oh, Norrie Norris is on a medium. That's why his time is eleventh. Uh, but I mean, Shimi Junior is doing all right. I'm excited for Quali. Oh, me too. I'm getting myself like hyped up now. <laughs> me too. Well, I think what that time we should. I think we should call it a day. It's in like two, uh, two hours. So. Fantastic. Uh, Michael Italiano put up the, what's it called? He's He always puts a countdown up. It's in two and a half hours. He does. And I do thank him for that. We stand Michael in this household. We do. We really do. Um, I think it's time to call it a day, Lids. It probably is time to call it a day. You know what? They've not made that joke in a long time. Maybe it's they shouldn't be making it anymore. <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed this episode oh. please give it a thumbs up a like a subscribe a follow follow five stars yeah five stars lids is on it uh follow us Always. on all our social medias we're on tiktok instagram At girls in the fast lane yeah yeah I mean, you can follow me too, but follow Girls in the Fast Lane. Yeah, follow Live Last Lids. She is like, honestly, I feel like a lot of our followers already follow you. <laughs> so Probably. I feel like our demographic is Just very one similar. Big, one big community. Yes, that's it. That's what Girls in the Fast Lane is. It is. We're a community. We're a family. Exactly. We're a lifestyle. We're a family that actually looks after each other. And yeah. that is definitely not a dig at the Orange <laughs> team. Lovely. Love you, McLaren. I do. I do. <laughs> Thank you again, Lids, for coming on. I really appreciate Thank you for having, having me. Yeah, it's been great. I actually was thinking about this podcast the other day, and then you messaged me, and I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> I was reading your mind from halfway across the world. Yeah, in the future. My psychic powers are coming back, so watch out for who's going to win this week, because my predictions may be correct. Who knows? Oh. Well, thank you for listening. We love you. Bye.